to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. I came home from a networking event last week and felt like total crap about myself and my business. In fact, I went in and out of a funky mood for a couple of days. When I finally decided I was ready to unpack it and get even more uncomfortable, I realized I was spiraling out from a bout of compare and despair. A less obvious one, but that's what it was. Then I realized that my clients do the same thing. And also, they don't always notice it when they're in the middle of it, just like I wasn't figuring it out. So today, I want to walk through examples of types of compare and despair situations that you come across in business and share my tips to get out of it faster and get back to what you actually want to accomplish in your business and enjoy in your life. I know there's all sorts of memes and posts and things out there about how comparing yourself to other people in business is bad, but is it always bad? And why do we still do it if there's so much guidance out there? Let's start with the good. I think comparison is great when you're trying to learn something new. As long as you keep the mindset of you are in charge of yourself and your business and you are there to learn very specific things. You are not outsourcing your genius to others. You're simply learning, observing, and seeking inspiration. If you look to others and feel inspired into action, that is a great comparison to hold on to. When you see other people doing things that you want, you can use that as evidence that it's possible for you. You can use it to inspire you with things to try. But when you attach negative feelings to your comparisons and you start judging yourself against the comparisons you're making or the people you're looking at or the business you're looking at as though you are less than them or something or you are a problem, it's time to change your pattern. Negative comparing takes your brain to a place where you tend to spiral out despair when you think you aren't as good as other people, or you feel like you're missing out, not capable, or some other nasty feeling. The impact of comparing yourself with others and spinning in despair can have a lot more impact on you than simply the time and energy lost to thinking about it directly in the moment. It can become a pattern. It can keep you in a cycle of thinking that is very unproductive and reinforces your beliefs that you don't have what it takes to succeed. And it can lead to lots of gossip, judging others, cutting others down, and seep into your conversations and the energy of how you interact in the world with your clients, your friends, your family, and when you're alone with your thoughts. Now listen, it's normal for your brain to go to these negative places sometimes. You are a human. And you can't make it stop doing those things. That's part of how your brain functions and keeps you safe. But if you notice you get lost in comparing and despairing more than just here and there, it's time to change things. Learning how to redirect your brain from a habit of comparing can dramatically improve your productivity, your mood, your ability to attract clients, and your success at reaching the goals you set. So back to me and my networking event. Every person at this event was lovely, intelligent, and delightful. But I find myself listening to each person introduce herself, talk about her activities, and silently panicking because 
maybe what I have to share when it's my turn isn't as good, interesting, or compelling. What if I say it weird? Because I know myself and my story really well, and I have the habit of telling myself it's no big deal. I then quickly decide that other people must know more, have a better business, make more money, be more interesting, be more established, be better at presenting themselves, or whatever area my brain decides to latch onto that day. I actually know pretty much nothing about the other people beyond listening to them talk at the event. But I spin a whole story up about how they have it all together and I'm such a mess. The problem is that I completely shut down and block myself in that moment from being myself and from sharing the really cool things that I am doing in my business and my life. I blank out. I forget it all. And then I feel like I was an idiot and no one figured out who I was. I didn't say anything intelligent. And I obsess about it all the way home from the event. Now, logically, I know the people I'm comparing myself with work with totally different clients in different industries and jobs. And they solve different problems with different methods. Like we can be completely unrelated and it has nothing to do with me. It's just my brain going to these places. But it is such an established pattern in my brain. Like I can remember it starting around second grade. So I feel more comfortable staying in my funk and doing this pattern over and over because it's familiar. Not because I like it, but it's just something I know and I'm used to. But I could choose to coach myself out of it. And generally I do. But the problem is when I'm not coaching myself out of it, I like to just stay in a funk. But I don't like my reason for staying there. My reason is that I would rather keep thinking something is wrong with me because then I don't have to go all in. I don't have to get rejected. I don't have to risk any discomfort or pain from having someone say no, not respond, look at me weird, or say, you know, what what are you talking about? I don't understand. Like that would be the end of the world. It's very safe there. But really, I'm just choosing to fail ahead of time. No effort required. But here's what else is happening when I choose to stay in my pouting, despairing, I'll never make it way of thinking. I don't do anything. So like when I came home from this event and was spiraling out in and out of it, I didn't get any work done. I blocked my creative brain. I spun out just kind of surfing through social media and staring at the wall. I mean, seriously, it was pretty terrible. And I stopped thinking about my clients and all the people who love working with me and are waiting to work with me. I stop acknowledging and celebrating all the amazing good things that I'm doing and achieving. And I stop moving forward powerfully. I don't put my full ability and heart into my work. And then the people who want and need what I have suffer because they don't get what they want and need because I'm not doing anything. Luckily, I am aware of this thought, feeling, and action pattern in my life. And through practice and coaching, I have shortened the time that I spend in this place. I know how to move out of it. So while I gave this big, long explanation, it really wasn't that much time that I spent on it because I have been practicing this for several years now. And sometimes it really is as simple as noticing that I'm in a thought pattern and then immediately moving into what I want to think and feel instead, because I've done the work ahead of time to decide, oh, when I notice this happening, what would I rather have my response be? And I can shift into that when I notice it. And that is what I love about coaching because it has given me these tools so I can work with my brain and not make these normal brain habits a problem. They're just something to understand and work with. It also makes it easier to keep going without judging myself 
for still having these negative thoughts. So even though I have these tools, it doesn't mean the thoughts stop because brains never fully stop offering the thoughts that stop us. We just notice them and keep going. Even after we have years under our belt of studying our brain and getting to know ourselves, it gets easier to spot the thoughts and it gets easier to shift through it, which means ultimately you do get to spend way less time spitting out and wondering what's wrong with you and way more time getting back into your high value thinking patterns and doing what you set out to do. So let's say your comparison comes in the flavor of I'm being judged or I need to compare myself to a standard of a group that I'm in, whether I choose to be in it or not. One of my clients was in a business mastermind that challenged her to create specific goals for the year in each quarter. The members of the mastermind group discussed each other's goals, challenged each other, compared their goals, and then reported back and offered feedback on progress, challenges, and achievements as they worked toward their goals. Sounds great, right? But my client found herself comparing herself to standards in her head that she thought the people around her would hold her to. Standards that no one actually voiced, but that made her make decisions that weren't really what she wanted. Not because anyone actually said anything or gave her a rule to follow, only because she compared her ideas and her business with the things her peers were doing and decided she had to say or do things to fit in. The main problem this created for her was that she spent a lot of time questioning her goals and decisions, fighting against herself, even though she thought she was following what she wanted. Most of her comparison came in the form of, what will they think of me if I follow my own plan? Even though one of her greatest strengths actually was to follow her, her own plan. It had served her for years in several businesses. So along that line, several of my clients work in the startup world. And they have friends who are also in the startup world. And those friends have launched highly successful businesses that have grown to more than $20 million in revenue. And many of those friends have either raised a lot of capital or had exit events where they received, you know, 2 million, 10 million, 15 million, all sorts of millions through funding or when they sold their companies or when they went public. And sometimes my clients find themselves using their friends' activities and success as a source of pressure and feeling not enoughness in their own business. One client said if her business is only at $2 million of revenue, she should be working more, doing more until she too reaches the higher levels she sees her friends producing. Even though what she actually wants when she really sits down and thinks about it is a lot of things other than a financial goal. She wants to work less than 20 hours a week. She wants to spend time with her young children and travel the world, take care of herself, be involved in her community. But because so much talk about success focuses only on the stats of raising funds, your valuations, your exit strategies, and all sorts of other external things, she didn't trust herself to let her other priorities guide her and be her measuring stick. Now we actually got to the point where she was comfortable and realized that she really did like her priorities and she got where she wanted to be. But we went through that work of realizing, oh, it's kind of a compare and despair kind of issue. And we're like not following what we want to do. So to summarize, comparing where you are today with where someone else is today 
especially if they started years ahead of you with different funding, with different experience behind them. Maybe they had an established reputation or following before starting their venture. All of that can be useful. It can be a source of inspiration, examples, and possibility. But it's not useful to you if you're using it against yourself as evidence that you aren't where you should be yet or that you don't have what it takes. And if you compare yourself to others and use what they are doing as the model of how you're supposed to do things, as in you should copy them with perfection or else you're doing it wrong, you will almost always set yourself up to feel terrible as you go through the work because you are twisting what you think and how you want to do things to fit what you see demonstrated by other people. You are discounting your own knowing and genius, and it probably feels totally off to you. And then you feel frustrated because it's not working for you. You don't give yourself the space to recognize that any failure happening is coming from copying only the parts you think you can see without understanding why you're doing it or if it even makes sense for your business. Because all of our businesses are so different and we're all so different. So here's what's happening when you compare yourself to others and feel like what you're doing isn't working. You're assuming someone else knows better or is better than you. They are not. You're ignoring your own wisdom and genius. You're blocking yourself from your own creativity and problem-solving skills. You're avoiding action. You're robbing the world of your gifts. You're cheating yourself out of a lot of fun and adventure in your business and your life. You're delaying the results that you're seeking. And you're telling yourself lies that really serve you no purpose. They don't make your life better and they don't help your business grow and they certainly don't serve your clients. So as you go through the next week or so, take note of the times that you notice yourself comparing you, your business, or your life with those around you. And notice what comes up. Are you inspired when you're comparing? Are you shutting down and closing yourself off? If you're feeling negative things while comparing, ask yourself these questions. What am I thinking that makes me feel this way? Put another way, what does it mean to you or about you when you compare yourself, your business, or your life with this other person or business? And then how is that serving you to think that? Because here's the thing, it is serving you in some way. So I want you to ask these questions with love for yourself and curiosity about the way your brain works and the patterns you have developed. There is a reason that you are comparing and despairing, and it makes sense based on things that exist in your life currently or based on thoughts that you have or feelings you don't want to have. This questioning process is how you will grow. Then I want you to ask yourself, if you could feel differently, would you want to? If you could think differently, would you want to? What would change if you looked at other people and businesses and did not have the feelings and thoughts that you generally notice yourself having? Do you want that change? This is where you have so much power to change your future. You don't have to choose the thoughts that feel negative and take you out of productive action. You can just as easily choose to ignore something or even flip it into a positive that gets your brain into a creative, inspired, motivated state. So have fun with these questions. And I would love to hear what you learn about yourself. Drop me a message on Instagram. Have a great week. 
Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com. Oh,